0: Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Coming at you as we do every Sunday from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. Despite not being college basketball season anymore, not being the NFL or college football season, we do have plenty to talk about this morning. As since our last show, we had a national championship in college basketball, so the season ended. Uh, ratings were down significantly for the Final Four. We have that to talk about NBA is going on? We got uh, uh, an exciting playoff race, a uh, big boxing match. I was able to watch last night. I'm joined in studio this morning by Dre. We also have our man Brian, the Insider, on the line with us. How are you guys doing this morning?
1: Doing pretty good.
0: Doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. How are you doing this morning, Kelly? Doing great. Appreciate both of you joining us. Uh, plenty to talk about. First and foremost, I do think we should address what did you guys think of the Monday Night National Championship. Villanova obviously won, despite the fact that ratings were down, uh, the the excitement for the the championship was down. Louisville wasn't in it. Kentucky wasn't in it. Villanova came through and won via a last-second shot in what has to be remembered as an all-time great actual national championship game. What are you guys' thoughts on the national championship outcome?
1: Yeah. Oh, well. I
0: thought it was
2: I thought it was a fantastic game. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was two great teams going at it and uh what you couldn't ask for. I mean, the the guy from I think it was his name Page hit the big shot from North Carolina, double clutch three, looked like the hero and then to have Villanova come back and stroke that three. I thought it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, um Page pretty much had the greatest shot that will for that will never be remembered. Um, it was a big shot, which is he's been known for throughout his whole career. He'll have a bad game, but then he'll come down the last minute or two minutes and hit two big shots to close it out. And then just to have Villanova, that was that was March Madness, like that's the definition of March Madness is to have it in like that. The last five seconds you have two big shots, you know, and they just basically have a walk off three for a Villanova team that nobody had going. To the championship to win like that, it was just it just epitomizes what March Madness is.
0: Certainly, did other action that we had from the past week. Uh, any other thoughts on the national championship before we move on, guys? No, I was
2: glad North Carolina didn't win. I thought that with their with their cloud hanging over their head uh, and their defiance by Roy Williams, you know, it shows you two different stances. Louisville proactively doing things to uh, admit guilt and try to move on. And then you've got Roy Williams saying they didn't do anything wrong in an academic scandal that went on for 10 years and involved 3,000 student-athletes. I think that's a – I was not pulling for them.
0: Speaking of college basketball, we're all Cards fans, admittedly, this morning. Um, What are your thoughts on the additional self-imposed sanctions? Louisville will miss a a scholarship – in the 2017-2018 season, along with the 2018-19 and 19 season. So, missing a total of two scholarships. And there's additional recruiting bans and uh, suspensions. So, Rick Bettina will not be able to recruit the way that he, he normally is able to during the season. So, w- what do you guys think of those additional uh, self-imposed sanctions?
1: Um, I personally, I don't. I mean, I get it, but why like why keep
0: you think it'd be better just to wait and, and allow see what the ncaa does
1: yeah i mean it's bad enough that you already made you know the postseason ban and stuff like that but i feel like when you keep adding on things as time passes it's kind of like you're saying okay we're guilty and we're trying to you know i don't know i guess make it easier when the ncaa makes a decision, but. Just go ahead and do it all at once if you were going to instead of just doing it as time passes at different times because then it just makes you feel like, okay, maybe we're finding out things that NCAA doesn't know yet. And so we're like, well, we'll throw on this and throw on that so that when they do find out, they'll be lighter on us. But I don't know. You just just don't don't like like it it. as a Cards fan. You don't like that that we keep
0: getting punished. Yeah, That's fair. Uh, The one thing there's no denying, and I think, Brian, you'll agree with me on this, is it's not a structured Um, atmosphere, and what I mean by that is Indianapolis and the NCAA, they do not have a set in stone way they handle these type of of situations, and that has created an environment where Louisville and and Syracuse and other schools self impose sanctions, and then they hope to be hit with minimal sanctions from the NCAA, so it's a bizarre type of situation. Unfortunately, Jerry, I think what it is, that's just kind of what's expected. It's very bizarre. Brian, what do you think?
2: I I, I agree, you know, it's uh, tough to stomach, uh, but I've got to have faith in the university and and the guy they've hired to come in and do it, that that they're they're obviously in discussions or negotiations with the NCAA and that these are for the betterment of the program and the university to admit guilt and move on. Uh, You know, I tell you what, it's amazing how this thing's played out. I don't know if you guys saw... Uh, Louisville got a commitment from Dwayne Sutton, six, five guard from Manual, real solid player, was the MVP of his conference tournament and, uh, transferring out. And he's, his wife, his, his mom works at the university. Basically, they got, they got one of the scholarships taken care of as a walk on. So, uh, really remarkable how that played out. But, uh, I just have to have confidence that they know what they're doing and, and they're negotiating with the NCAA and, uh, you know, I can't imagine anything else, with the exception of some some games that Pitino may have to sit out. But I think we're on the back end of this thing, and it shortly uh, it will have it behind us.
0: That's certainly what we're all hoping for: is that Louisville knows about what the NCAA would be imposing and expects of them. Um, and and I heard an interesting take on it a few days ago. Uh, my buddy said to me that, "Thank God this." UNC, this North Carolina cloud, is hanging over the Tar Heels right now. And what he meant by that was, if it wasn't for all the pending sanctions against the UNC and their academic scandal, it would just be uh, the NCAA would have all their focus on the University of Louisville. So I thought that was a very interesting uh, perspective to think about it in in that, well, if they're not going to punish UNC then they sure as hell shouldn't punish us, too. Because they, UNC actually had fraudulent academic institutions. I know that will stir up uh, our take, us being Louisville fans this morning. we got three Louisville fans in-house. Uh, 502-384-1450 is the Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline. We encourage you to give us a call in. Uh, we'd love to hear your take on it. If you're a Cats fan, if you think we're minimizing or downplaying Louisville's uh, uh, responsibility in this whole scandal. But... In my opinion, if you're running an academic institution and you simply put are basing the academic experience for so many kids on fraudulent departments, that at least sounds somewhat, I mean, comparable. It's, I mean, I know that there's sex and money when it comes to Louisville's, and That always sells. That's always going to be sensational. But if your entire academic institution is based on something that's fraudulent, I mean, you can't get away from that also being very serious. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with UNC and their scandal.
2: Yeah, and then to have the coach come out and say, hey, look, uh, this is all a bunch of crap. We didn't do anything wrong. We shouldn't get any penalties. That's a completely different attitude than the University of Louisville's taken in their situation. And I think uh, I would like to see NC, uh, North Carolina punished. I mean, I think 10 years of fake classes is pretty bad.
0: Certainly not good.
1: Oh. Yeah, I mean, to do something like that with the fake classes, that's, that is kind of worse than what we did. I mean, we did have, you know, the sex scandal or whatever, the parties and, you know, the prostitution and everything like that, things that are illegal. But what they were doing, their pretty much program was built on a lie. Not like their whole program, but like since Roy Williams has been there, has been a lie.
0: And you could argue Roy Williams didn't know what was going down. You could also obviously argue Rick no, he Pitino. Had to know. Yeah, you could right. also argue Rick didn't know. I mean, in a similar light, you could say yeah, that
1: Yeah, you can know. I mean
0: But but regardless, it happened and, and the prostitution and those things happened. Yeah. And and I think the University of Louisville's acknowledging, you know, it happened. Yeah. We're taking some responsibility for it. Hopefully it'll be minimal down the road. Oxmore Chrysler, Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're gonna head to the buzzline now. We got our man the truth is on the line with us. How you doing this morning, truth? This
3: is going
4: down next week.
0: What, what is, Truth?
4: Next week, baby boy. <laughs> what? The Derby Classic. Oh, you're right. The truth of being Louisville live in color, Freedom Hall. I don't like to get sexy, but
5: I'm going to get nasty.
0: What are you going to be wearing, Truth, what, so that our fans who are listening who will be at the Derby Classic can find you and maybe they want to get an autograph? Uh, what will you be wearing? Right.
4: Uh, I, listen. Uh, Mike got my seat. I don't got my uh, briefcase with. But I got my derby class in the seat. I will have on my candy apple red pants. I know I'm gonna be sitting in, uh, eleven or something. I'm be close to the floor, but I promise I'm gonna put it on Facebook so the people. I'll be in Louisville probably Thursday. I'm gonna try to make one of the local radio stations. I don't know. Depends on what my wife. Is. Get off work early, but I want to meet the Hoosier fans. Also, I want to meet you and Mike too.
0: Certainly, yeah, yeah, we'll be there. Truth, uh, I need to add you on. I don't even think I have you on on Facebook, to be honest. I need to, I, I need to find you. Um, I'm a, want hey, Truth, you I
4: like got a, I got a comment.
0: I'm sorry. I was going to congratulate Truth on the news that
2: Thomas Bryant is coming back. I think that is fan unbelievable news for the Hoosiers. That guy, I think, will be the dominant center in college basketball last year. I was very impressed with him. And that is huge news, truth, that he's coming back for his sophomore year.
4: Hey, listen. Don't just – I know y'all happy about Thomas Bryant, but y'all know the truth. Got Sudden cooking in his pot like he always do. Oh, let me tell you what I'm getting ready to bring to the people from Bloomington, Indiana. I'm going to bring you the number one player from over uh, – uh, Australia. I got him on campus
0: at Indiana, and
4: we're going to sign yeah, him. Truth, truth. Are you know, true, true there? Did you hear about the guy from Arizona? I mean, uh, the six-five shooting
0: guard. I know they've got some solid recruits coming in. So you say the Australian guy also. Um, We got some back background noise from somebody.
4: Well, uh, well, we can have it. Yeah. Uh, we got <laughs> we got a we got a six five shooting going coming in this weekend, and we're gonna be there. But I got a question to ask about you. Sure. What is what's going to go uh, with? Remember, we cover everything. What about CC Sabathia pitching yesterday?
0: Did he have a good outing for the the Yankees yesterday?
4: Oh, he pitched good yesterday.
0: Did he? Let's let's take a look here. I like to hear that. I like Cece. Cece's <laughs> one of those guys uh, that they, they, they've had some serious. Uh, you know, af- the day after the season ended last year, he checked himself into alcohol rehabilitation. And uh, okay, it looks like they beat the Tigers eight to four yesterday. I'm bringing it up in Sabathia's return eight to four victory. So a very good uh, outing. Uh, for CeCe, he's one of those good guys. He's lost some weight, so he looks a little different than the dominant CeCe we remember from years ago. But, um, all right, let's see here. CeCe had uh, six innings pitched, walked four guys, three strikeouts, but he got the win. He's 1-0. He's now got a 4.5 ERA. And you know they've got that uh, Bedenses and Miller, and then when Chapman comes back, they'll have one of the more overpowering bullpens – Arguably, you know in like the history of baseball.
4: You know what I liked about CC Sabathia yesterday? Uh, you know his body. His body was. Y'all having a party there today?
0: I don't know who what that is. There, I, I'm sorry. We apologize. Just a moment.
4: Hey, here's what I liked about CC Sabathia yesterday. Okay. You know how he was overweight. He was overweight. Yep. And he, when he when he the ball, he was always missing. And when he got in trouble yesterday, he went to his money pitch, the break up ball, and it was getting crossed the uh, plate.
0: You know, you know that was actually me. I apologize. No, but you're right, Sabathia, I didn't even realize that was me. No, Sabathia has some 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 movement going. So you're what you're saying. Truth is that a lot of times, what pitchers do when they're physically overpowering is when they're young, they rely on their heat. But as they get older, yeah. they got they got to mix it up and they got to have some stuff on their on their fastball. They got to uh, emphasize control, maybe a little bit of curve, uh, a slider here and there. So Sabathie is uh, kind of recreating himself. Is that right?
4: Uh, yeah, I, I he's coming. He's coming no longer a, a power pitcher. He's coming a, a, a small pitcher. You know, I, I, if I can make it to the sixth end, I'll be all right because the Yankees bullpen is the best in the league. So if he could just make
0: it to the 6th inning, he'd be all right. You're right. Like I said, and they're still waiting on Chapman to come back too, but as of right now they got Bettences and Miller. Uh uh the the Yankees got some heat in their bullpen. Uh obviously they've got, you know, a, a different type of offense. I think they got DD Gregorius as the heir apparent to to Derek Jeter. They've got some of those other guys um you know, uh, entirely revamped offense. Obviously, still a Rod, but but things are a little different there in in uh, New York for the pinstripes this year. You never know, though, in the in the in the uh, American League East, the the uh, Blue Jays lost yesterday. Um, it, it could turn into something. When you got that much money, just admittedly, um, the Yankees will always be a threat. I don't know that they'll win the AL East, but that's one hell of a, a divisional race this year.
4: I tell you, who's playing for a contract this year? Because you know his contract is up this year. Uh, I don't think the Yankees Mark Mascher is uh, be a free agent next year. So he, if he can stay healthy, I don't see him playing for the Yankees next year. I don't care if he have a good year because they started. We got a good uh, rookie. He broke his leg. He's out for the season. So that really hurt us because he could got a lot of experience. I got one more question. I'm gonna leave you with this. Sure. I I, pre- I appreciate how Louisville. Is trying to clean up their program for the the big boys from Indianapolis come in. What what's so sad about that? Louisville's doing the right thing in, in the ACC school about going back, police and stuff, taking scholarship away, not going to bowl. But still, Duke and North Carolina they still have not done nothing to them, and it's been swept on the roof. And that's why I don't like about the ACC. They kind of getting away with stuff. Uh, like they uh, set a standard that they can do anything. But let's punish North Carolina and do what they've done.
0: I agree with you, Truth. Thank you very I much agree. for the call. Yeah, 100%. Have a great rest of your weekend, Truth. I'll try to follow the Yankees a little bit I'll this week. I'll see
4: you week. later, Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> I'll see you Friday night. The Trooper beat live in color with
0: his candy apple <laughs> Go Hoosiers. All right. Sounds like I'll leave Yeah, thank you so much, Truth. Good stuff there from our man, the Truth. Uh, I'd be remiss, Brian, if I didn't point out that my Cincinnati Reds are 4-1. So getting off to a very surprisingly good start as they defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday. Uh, Jay Bruce is starting out on one of his hot streaks. We know that he can be very cold at times also. Alfredo Simon had a nice outing. So hopefully this Reds team... Will end up being a little bit, at least a little bit better than advertised. I don't think they're gonna, you know, I'm not thinking they're gonna win the division or anything like that. But you never know; they could get hot. They could, they could, uh, they could flirt with. Instead of getting a hundred losses, maybe they'll just get eighty losses. Brian.
5: Well, I don't
2: know. It's good to see. Uh, hey, Dre, did you get to see? I know we're switching games and leagues, but. Uh, did you? I watched that Warriors game last night, and mm-hmm. for them to come back on their quest for 73 wins, uh, it was a remarkable game at Memphis. And, uh, man, I thought it was over. They were down 10 late in the game, and, man, boom, 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 and they stole it there at Memphis. Did either one of you guys get to see that?
1: Yeah, I, I got to see the like middle of the game. I didn't get a chance to see the ending, but I saw the middle where it was, it was kind of back and forth.
0: Memphis is a tough team, and to go into Memphis and, and to win, even if just by a point, especially on a night where, where, where Steph Curry didn't have that big of a, a game, right? Draymond Green led him in scoring.
1: Right. Yeah, Steph only had, right. like, 17.
0: Yeah, no, I think that says that's a, b- a very serious testament to this uh, Warriors squad, and they're keeping alive the hopes that they can win out, which is what it'll take to get to 73 and set the all-time uh, single-season record. Do you guys think they're going to reach that?
1: Um, well, they play San Antonio tonight.
0: At San Antonio. Yeah. At San Antonio,
1: yeah. And so it's going to be. I don't
0: think they win that.
1: I mean, they haven't beat San Antonio in San Antonio for the last 33 meetings or something like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yes. San Antonio hasn't lost, obviously, at home at all of this season. All season. So, but, but they're even gonna, beyond that, you're they're right. going
1: for the record for single season home wins. And then the Warriors are going for the single season record. So, you have two.
0: What time's that tip off tonight?
1: Seven. And it's not nationally televised either.
0: Brian, you have uh, NBA League Pass, I think, don't you? So, you'll, yeah. you'll get to watch that. I'll be
2: watching that. But the question is. Is Pop going to play his players? And I bet he doesn't. I bet Duncan does. I mean, they can't improve their position. Think, They're worried about the, the big picture. I bet I bet they get the second team
1: of the first tonight. I, I think Pop's going to play him because, I mean, he played him the other night when they played. He played everybody. Everybody was surprised. Um, I think he's going to play him just because he's going to try to protect history. You know, it's like, He's kind of like the last standing thing in their way to like protect i guess the mm-hmm. the aura of old school basketball like if the warriors get this, this is definitely i mean they've changed basketball, but then they would definitely have their mark on the n b a by having seventy three wins in one regular season single season i mean uh single single losses they have nine losses in a season. Like, over an 82-game span, that's unheard of. You know, It is. It was right. unheard of to only have 10, but to only have 9, that's, that's mm-hmm. insane.
0: Yeah, it is. And they would obviously have to then, I mean, ask the 2007 Patriots. Yeah. You, you can win out during the regular season. They still have to win the title, which I'll be honest, recently when they beat the Spurs the other night, they won that game last night, I thought this team was going to be fatigued at the end of the year. There's going to be a lot of pressure on them. I thought Steph Curry, his – Physically, his his body being, you know, maybe a little frail. I didn't yeah. know that that would hold up to the very end of the season like this. But golly, mm. how impressive is this guy and this team? And they, it, I mean, they just keep firing, don't they? They're not backing down. They could easily rest on their laurels and just get ready for the playoffs, a la Greg Popovich. Yeah. But they look like they're serious and hell bent on getting to seventy three and nine.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you have a chance to do something historic, I mean, why not? Um. They are it's not like they haven't won a championship before. Like they won the title last year.
0: Yeah. They won something. And so else.
1: so of course you want to win again, but you might never have a chance to win seventy three games again.
0: What what a great storyline will it be, guys, that Steve Kerr was obviously what, the sixth man, I think? Yeah. Uh, on that team. I think Ron Harper was technically the starting point guard on that ninety six team. Yeah. yeah. But Steve Kerr played a significant role in that. Mm-hmm. And now he's certain obviously the head coach of this team. I mean uh, uh, imagine the the credibility that guy has going forward when it comes to yeah. uh, uh, all time great regular seasons.
1: Yeah, I mean he's, I mean he he knows how to handle it. I mean at least from a player's aspect, you know. Once you get to that, you know, point of the season, okay, guys, you know, we'll, the shoot arounds will be less strenuous. Uh, we'll take a couple of days off. You know, we won't have back to back practices. You know, things like that. And as far as like fatigue for them. Let's say they do get the record seventy three wins. The playoffs, I think, the end of the regular season is on the thirteenth, and so the playoffs don't start till Saturday, you know, the sixteenth. So they'll get like three days off, you know, so they have time to rest. And plus, they're going to end up playing either Utah or Houston in the first round, and that's probably going to be a sweep. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe if they play Houston, Houston might still one, might be five. Yeah. But if they play Utah, i definitely see it. Probably going to be a sweep, you know.
0: Guys, I, I know we could talk about the NBA all day. We're going to actually head to a commercial break. Um, on the other end, Brian, I know you follow closely the Louisville recruiting scene. Dre, you also. Mm-hmm. What I want to know and what I think a lot of our fans want to know, our listeners, is does it look like the Cards might get this Canyon Barry, Rick Berry's son, as a, a transfer from Charleston? I know there's restrictions on the amount of – scholarships going forward, not this upcoming year. I want to know if we're going to get the guy who will be able to partner with Shinanu Anuaku, and they'll have two guys shooting free throws underhanded. That's what I'm looking for. Be sure to stay tuned. Dre and Brian and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Coming at you as we do every Sunday, 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. First hour, we got to a little bit of Louisville basketball talk, NBA talk, reviewed the National Championship in College Basketball. Plenty to get to uh, this morning. In the in the second hour, we've got a lot of good topics we're still to get to. We haven't talked any college football and University of Louisville football yet. So we certainly have that type of uh, uh, talk coming up in the second hour. Uh, while we still have our man Brian the Insider on the line, a couple things I wanted to get to. Brian, before we, we went to the break, I asked you if you have any news regarding Canyon Berry for the Louisville men's basketball team. What, what, what do you have on that front for yes. us?
2: Well, the first news on it was that he contacted Rick Pitino, which I think is a great sign. He contacted Rick about an opening on the team. They've shown a lot of interest. They are really going through a lot of different – I think they're going to get another one-year, you know, fifth-year transfer. So they uh, – a lot of guys have come up, and uh, I think there's a good shot they do get him. He's got good size. Uh, his father, coincidentally, is not involved at all in his decision – uh, I don't know how close he is with his father, Rick. NBA great. Uh, not really known for being uh, the most personable guy going,
0: but uh, I think a guy got a very good shot of getting him. He'd be a huge pickup. Be Very interesting. Dre, have you seen anything about this guy, Canyon Barry?
1: No, not at all. This is actually my first time hearing about him.
0: Okay, he's Rick Barry's son, one okay. of his sons. And as Brian mentioned there, you know, Rick Barry, obviously one of the best I think he won an MVP of the NBA at one point, didn't he, Brian? Yeah, and I think some scoring
2: t- scoring titles as well. I mean, he was not known as a great team player. He played for the Warriors back in the '70s. Uh, did shoot. He, I think he's right up there all time in foul shooting. He has the underhand foul shooting. He perfected it. Was a great. He's about six seven. Uh, very, very prolific scorer. Uh, but as I said, I don't think. He, he won a whole lot because he was kind of a ball hog. But uh, his sons have been very good, and uh, uh, this guy's supposedly a very good player.
0: I'm looking at Rick Barry's um, his uh, uh, player profile. He won the NBA championship in 1975 with the Warriors. He was the Finals MVP, eight-time All Star. and his sons, remember, Rick Rick had two sons, John Barry and Brent Barry. Brent Barry actually won the dunk contest. So if we get Kenyon Barry in here, we know at least he has good pedigree. Uh, I would love to see it. I know it's a little bit of a uh, um, just a, a token-type thing to have a Barry, but I would love to have some connection there. You know, we have we had Mark Jackson's son, which he didn't turn into much. Um, but I, I like having the family types stuff. Chris Smith's brother. I'm sorry, J.R. Smith's brother, obviously Chris. Uh, we had Troy Escalade Jackson, who so is Mark Jackson's brother. Um, So it's kind of cool to have some connections with some uh, NBA families, and I think that's reflective of Rick having –
1: We had Delk too, didn't we?
0: Yeah, you're right, Reggie Delk. That's a good call. Yeah, Reggie Delk. So that's Tony Delk's cousin we had. Any other examples I'm missing there, guys? Um. Muhammad's brother, Muhammad's brother. Yep, had Na- had Mah- Nazi Muhammad. Muhammad's brother, Elijah mm-hmm. Muhammad, the guard. He was a very valuable guy. You're right, Brian. Uh, you're right. There, there's uh-huh. there's probably some others we're forgetting about. But for some reason, I get into that type of stuff. I like having family uh, of former players and, and connections to different stuff uh, on the team. Uh, doesn't always equate to anything, you know, but... Uh, um, kind of neat, nonetheless. And this guy—let's uh, not forget—Charleston is a good college basketball program in recent years. And Kenyon Berry averaged about 20 points a game last year. So he's a legit, yep. legi- good size. Yeah, legit scorer. Good.
2: Yep, he'd be a big one. But I, I can't, I'm still smitten about the deal we picked up with Dwayne Sutton and how we got him as a preferred walk-on. I mean, fits perfectly into the scholarship band. I tell you what, that was. That was a very fortunate situation that happened for local
0: basketball this week.
1: Well, that's happened before. Um, yeah, Chris Smith the, and Kyle uh, Kuric. Yeah, did Kyle it. Yeah, Kyle Kuric. yeah.
0: Yeah, they both did it the same year. J.R. Smith was able to pay for his brother's tuition. Yeah, And Kyle Kuric, since his dad, I believe is a brain surgeon yeah. or, or something like that, rich. Had, had income <laughs> where he could pay for that, which is nice. You've got to think, though, the NCAA sees right <laughs> sees right through that, right, guys? I
1: mean, it's a loophole, but it's. Well, I mean, it's nothing against it. They can't. Yeah. Say your parents can't pay for your school if they want to pay for your school.
0: True. It's a technicality. No. And I, don't, I like I like. It's like having a if you ever get representation by an attorney and they do something and it's, God, that's kind of, you know, uh, a little questionable, questionable. If it's within the law, then do it. We need mm-hmm. to look out for the betterment of ourself and, and, and nothing else. And I'm, gl- yeah. I'm glad that the university is being aggressive and proactive and, and hopefully they minimize uh, the total damage of this whole scandal.
2: Yeah, it's happened before where we've Kyle Kirk and stuff, but it never happened when we had a scholarship ban. True. But I will say this, uh, Jody Demling's reporting that that it's highly unlikely Louisville would have taken Sutton as a scholarship player without the ban. So I can't say that for sure. I like the guy. He's got good size. Uh, you know, what he had, 28-17 and 17 in his conference tournament final. He was the MVP, and that's how they got to the tournament. So, I mean, he's a good, solid player. I don't know that they would have taken him. It sounds like they would not have taken him as a scholarship player if if not for the
0: band situation.
1: Yeah. I mean, we got a a transfer from Penn State coming in, too.
0: Tony Wright, yeah, and I I don't know. um, Brian, how significant will Tony Wright be? you think he'll be similar maybe to Trey Lewis?
2: Yeah, I think maybe better. Uh, As you know, on this program, I was not a Trey Lewis fan. He's a nice guy. I think he was a great team player great role model but he was athletically not up to par with louisville's program in my opinion and i think i'm I'm hoping for more out of hicks but i tell you Tony what it's hicks, gonna be yes. tough to get it's, it's gonna be tough to get uh a lot of minutes from q who i think is a very good college point guard and should be better next year so i don't know what role he'll play but it will be nice to have another guard for sure with experience yeah
1: yeah with um With the development that Q has had over the past two seasons, he's definitely improved. I consider him like a – he's like the reverse Edgar Sosa. You know, when Edgar came in, his freshman year was his best year, and then each year he kind of regressed. You know, but I think that's because Rick's system, he was a little nervous, and then Rick kind of got on him, and he kind of like tightened up. And so as as he went on, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't as good as his freshman year. His freshman year, he was great. I thought Edgar Sosa was going to be amazing, and then he just kind of went down. Uh, with Q, he was kind of tight at first, but as you can as you watch, he's getting a little bit more confident, a little bit more loose, and uh, hopefully by his junior or senior year, he'll be. He's not going to be Peyton Siva, you know, but he's going to be. He'll be pretty solid. Yeah, he'll he'll be definitely one of those guards that you can depend on. Give him the ball, put the ball in his hands in the in the late in the second half. And, uh, and trust him that he'll make the right pass or to take the big shot. And, uh, you know, he's just – he'll be like Rick's ultimate floor general. He'll be – yeah, yeah. He, he'll he be like Peyton, I feel like, when it's all said and done. Maybe not defensively, but as far as just running the team.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he you can depend on him to be a good, solid shooter. He doesn't have the athleticism of Peyton. No. Um, And maybe not even quite a of Edgar Sosa, right?
1: No, not at all.
0: Not and at all. that's okay, though. But I think you're right, Dre, and that, you know – Quinton is somebody who'll go down as a, a legitimate point guard, a four-year player. I don't know that he'll play in the NBA. Probably not, right?
1: Mm, I mean, no. Yeah, if he does, he'll be like a Ramon Sessions. But Ramon Sessions, he could score. You know, Q Q, Q can't score like Ramon Sessions, but they're about the same size, probably the same athletically. You know what I mean? But but Q doesn't. Q's not aggressive with scoring. You know, Q's not. Q's plan isn't to come out there and give you thirty. His plan is to give you ten and ten or something like that. No, you know, no turnovers and no turnovers. Yeah, no turnovers. Yeah,
2: yeah. He and his shooting has gotten better. He is about all-time leading scorer, which is saying a lot. You know, knowing Houston and uh, some of the other guys uh, that have come through that program, but his shot got a lot better this year, mm-hmm. and and I'm expecting it to get better going forward. Hey guys, let me talk a little bit about the derby while I got a chance. Um, a very exciting day yesterday, the last major three prep races. There is the Arkansas Derby next week. But yesterday, down the road at Keeneland, they ran the Bluegrass Stakes and Villian. Romans won it with Brody's Cause. So he's in the Derby, Brody's Cause. Very impressive winner uh, for uh, Mr. Romans there in Churchill. Outworked, outworked for Pletcher, won the Wood Memorial. And I got a new Derby horse, guys. Remember this. His name's Exaggerator. My wife said, "Boy, you should be. That should be your Derby horse. The way you exaggerate things, Brian." But <laughs> the Exaggerator in the slop in San Anita, very impressive. And I like this combination. Kelly, you like the you like the connections with Patino and you know Rick Barry and all that stuff. How about this? The trainer and the jockey are brothers. Kent and and uh, Ken Disormo. Jockey-trainer combination on Exaggerator. Very impressive winner in the Santa Anita Derby yesterday. All three of those horses will go on to the Kentucky Derby, but I've got my Derby horse in Exaggerator right now. i got a, a couple other things. They, the field's shaping up for the, uh, for the Oaks, and once again we've been talking about it for months on this program. Songbird, gosh, she ran in the Santa Anita Oaks yesterday. Could have run backwards and beat this field. Uh, just one for fun. She is going to go in as the shortest price favorite in Oaks history. Uh, down the road at Keeneland, uh, had, uh, the, the Ashland States was won by Week No More at 30-1. to Barry, got to go Google that, guys. Came out of nowhere. Wasn't even in the screen for most of the race. Dead last, maybe 30 lanes back, came flying at, won it at the Derby. And that horse has got some connections with, in the Kentucky Derby song where it says, "Week No More, My Lady. Wheat No More is in the Oaks. Very big day for the racing. Getting very excited about the Kentucky Derby Field taking shape.
0: Good stuff. So you, The Exaggerator. What I took from that, Brian, is Exaggerator is, is a potential Derby horse that we need to remember. And Songbird is the Oaks. So is that right, Brian? On Friday we got Oaks. Yes. Uh, uh, we got uh, Songbird. And then you're picking, as of right now, Exaggerator for the Derby.
2: Especially if it rains, it was a sloppy day, which is very unusual in Southern California. Yesterday at Santa Anita, a lot of rain. It was a mud fest. Exaggerator, keep exaggerator. Very good horse, uh, but especially if we've got rain on the first Saturday in May, that horse went through. It looked like a duck getting through the mud.
0: Okay, Dre, you go. You go to the Derby.
1: No, I've never actually been to Churchill Downs really? to watch the horses. Okay. Oh, you got I've go, watched baby. horse races. Gotta go. But I've never been to the Derby to watch.
0: You you go to Derby parties though?
1: I've been to a few. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> so you at least participate in the festivities. You yeah. got to being around you grew up around here, didn't
1: you? Uh my family did. I was raised in um all over. My father was military.
0: Oh, okay. All right, well, so we got plenty to come up in the first Saturday in May, uh, plenty to look forward to in just a few short weeks. We have Songbird on Oaks Day. And you, Brian, did you say that Songbird is the, the, the best, the most likely to win the Oaks in the history of the Oaks?
2: Yeah, yeah. She went off at 1-9, to nine, which is, I mean, and she may do the same in the, in the Oaks. And they've been running the Oaks for as long as they've been running the Derby, 140-plus years. And I don't think they'll ever have a prohibitive favor. And the big question that everyone's asked, why isn't she running against the boys? Mike Smith, Hall of Fame t- jockey's honor, said she's the best three-year-old of any sex I've ever been on. But she will not run in the Derby. She'd be the favorite in the Derby for sure if she ran in the Derby. Will not run in the Derby. She's running in the Oaks, and it would it's going to be a wild upset if she does not win the Oaks.
0: Wow. So would, you said she would for sure be the favorite in the Derby. How certain is that?
2: Uh, in my opinion, uh, she would be a very short price in the Derby. You know, one thing about horse racing is you, you've you got time. So, I mean, you run a race, and whatever sex and whatever age the horses are, they're running the same distance. So you can compare times, and it's easy to kind of see where. And she just she's just the best horse. She's the best three-year-old in training right now. They've elected – not to put her in a 20-horse derby field. Uh, the trainer yesterday said we're not going to put her in that stampede of the 20-horse derby field. We're afraid she's going to get hurt. They're going to run her in the Oaks. But she is the, uh, she's the best horse right now in the country, uh, maybe of any sex, uh, but certainly uh, as a 3-year-old of any sex right now.
0: Wow. Well, good stuff there, Brian. We appreciate the update. Uh, you'll be able to watch the, the the Spurs and Warriors tonight. Before next um, before next Sunday, we will know whether or not the Warriors have achieved the best record in the history of the NBA of seventy three and nine, uh, or if maybe they've tied the Bulls, which would still be the best ever. Obviously, it would just be tying them. Do you have a prediction for that? Before we let you go, uh,
2: I think that uh, I don't. I, I think they're going to lose today at San Antonio and they'll tie the record. I forget who they're playing, but it's at home their last game. I think they'll get to 72. They'll end up just like the Bulls, 72 and 10. Hey, I will say my Pacers have squeaked in and they're going to be, it looks like the eighth seed. So they get a ticket to Cleveland, uh, but uh, you never know. But uh, I think it's pretty good that the Pacers in a big year of transition, they lost a lot of players off that team. Frank Vogel to get them in the playoffs has been a good thing. I don't know how much noise they'll make, but uh, very nice to see the Pacers get in the playoffs.
0: No question about it. Brian, we appreciate your contribution to the show this morning. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you, Brian.
2: Dre, take care. Kelly, great day. Good show, guys. Thank you.
0: Good stuff there from our man Brian the Insider, dropping the Derby knowledge on us.
1: Yeah, that's always good to hear. A little bit of Oaks.
0: So apparently, I I guess I didn't really realize that the Oaks had ran – for 140 plus years, just like the Derby and that Songbird, so I like the concise summary. He likes Exaggerator for the Derby. He likes obviously Songbird, which he said is the most prohibitive favorite in the history of the Oaks, which mm-hmm. I did not know. Uh, so that's good to good to hear. Just a few short weeks away from both Oaks and Derby Day. Uh, we got college football coming up not too long, Dre.
1: Yeah, that's um, got the right the, around the corner.
0: Red White scrimmage coming up on Saturday. Yeah. A- any uh, specific thoughts uh, uh, going into that game? I know, obviously, Lamar, a lot of hype for, yeah. uh, I mean, is there a Heisman campaign that's going to occur this year during his true uh, sophomore season?
1: The way I, I mean, he has a chance. Um, the Heisman is, the Heisman doesn't always go to the best player on the best team. It can literally just mean the best college football player. Okay. Um, it's not most valuable, so it's not about who helps her team win. It is literally is basically a stat heavy award. In, in and these
0: days quarterbacks
1: mm-hmm. and, now, well, and running, running backs, running running backs, backs have win have won it, it. sometimes. Running backs have been winning. Usually Alabama running backs win it, you know, in uh Henry and Ingram and Richardson. Did Richardson win? Yeah, yeah, Richardson won a Heisman. Um, I think. Yep. but he—I know he was a candidate, but yeah, I, I think he did win. Um, but yeah, usually it goes—you know—stat-heavy, you know, so people that break records. No, Tr- you know.
0: Trent Richardson actually didn't win. I'm he am looking didn't at win. the list. Yeah. Okay, but I know
1: Ingram and Henry won. I know this won.
0: past year, Derek Hen- Henry yeah. won, and you're right.
1: Ingram did. Mark
0: win. Ingram won in 2009.
1: Yep. Okay, but I know Richardson. He was a candidate.
0: He was a candidate. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, running back certainly win in the past. Wide receivers have won, but it's been a while.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I think the last wide receiver to win it might have been Desmond Howard.
0: Charles Woodson was a cornerback and punt returner. He won yeah. it in 97.
1: What about Desmond Howard? That Desmond been,
0: Howard, you're right. He was a wide receiver and punt returner last, back in 91.
1: He was the last receiver to win it, right?
0: Yep. So it doesn't yeah. happen too much. Yeah,
1: it's usually going to go to a quarterback and then probably running back. Defensive players rarely win it. Um, they might be in the running. I remember when Glenn Dorsey was in was in the running. At LSU, man. He yeah, didn't do too much no, in the league, did he? No, not at first, but he's found. Is he still with
0: Kansas City? or No, no he's mm, probably not. No,
1: I think he is with Kansas City. He's, uh, he's on that defensive line. He's actually – they moved him. He's not a D-tackle no more. He's a defensive end. Okay. Um,
0: and before before uh, Desmond Howard, we had Tim Brown winning it out of Notre Dame in '87. Yeah, so plenty to talk about when it comes to college football, and specifically previewing this Louisville team. We're gonna head to a break. It's a, the ten o'clock hour. Be sure to stay tuned. Dre and I will be right back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW, talking all things in the world of sports. we got our second hour ahead of us. We were teasing a little bit of college football and Louisville preview. Plenty to look forward to with that, but there was some breaking news that I was not aware of from last night, Dre.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Will Smith in the NFL, uh, apparently yeah. Fender Bender ended up.
1: Yeah, he, Uh. apparently they're saying it was a Fender Bender last night, late last night. It was him and his wife in the car. There was a Fender Bender. Uh, him and the guy got out, exchanged some words, and then the guy, I guess, went to his car, got his gun, and and shot the car. Uh, they said he, I think, Will Smith got shot like six or seven times, something like that. Uh, when the cops got there, he was dead on the scene. Um, his wife, she was rushed to the hospital. She was shot in the leg twice. Um, it's just, you know, i i I mean, everybody we drive and we, you know, we get angry, but to think that. A simple fender bender road rage act or whatever it would result in somebody getting fatally shot, you know, Um, and I was looking online this morning. There was some people saying because, you know, because there there were some pictures that came out of the person who the people who apparently shot him because I guess they stayed around. Um, they're saying that these two dudes Or at least one of the dudes he played for the uh, For the uh, New Orleans Voodoo Team down there I guess I think that's their uh, Arena team or semi pro team or Something one of the guys and uh, Yeah so apparently he was A player and people are saying that uh, That this wasn't just like a fender bender like, This is something that like they did on purpose So I don't know when the story comes Out fully we'll know everything But as of right now they're saying it was an act of road rage After a fender bender and it uh, Just resulted in a Thirty-four-year-old Will Smith losing his
0: life—absolutely horrible. I did not know until you mentioned that to me in the break that that it even happened. I immediately, you know, Will Smith's been a defensive end for a long time at Ohio State. I think he was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember him. Uh, yeah. Too bad he—he he was a, a, a Super Bowl winner. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's—he'll. He, I mean, he's one of—he's one of the all-time great Saints. You know, as far as defense goes, I mean, he has a Super Bowl ring. So just being a part of that. Being on that championship team, an uh, uh, impactful player at that time, you're going to be a legend to the New Orleans community. You know the Saints teams, you know that whole organization. He's uh, only been to like one or two Pro Bowls, you know, but you know, just just because when I saw it this morning, it was like breaking news, and it was like defensive end Will Smith, and I was like, whoa. I was I used to play you know with the Saints on Madden. That was one of my favorite p- people to play with on defense. I like the defensive line, and so you know just to you know see that happen you're like man over a fender bender you know some road rage you know he got his life taken it's just crazy
0: we've had uh our man earl Heyman in studio a few times over the years okay yeah. and he was obviously on the practice squad for that saints team that won the super bowl so i'm sure he knows him
1: yeah he probably does Uh,
0: that's absolutely horrible especially considering he was a defensive lineman with them yeah Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Get in on the action this morning. Do you want us to talk about the Louisville football team preview, uh, the football season for this year? Major League Baseball is in full effect right now. We had the College Basketball National Championship game this past Monday. We'd love to hear anything you want to get in on uh, regarding the world of sports this morning. We're going to head to the Buzzline now. we got our man Marcus is on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Marcus? Pretty good. How are you doing, Kelly? Doing great. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, What do you have for us this morning?
5: Well, you mentioned that uh, NCAA championship game.
0: Did you see it? I did. I I was able to go to a local local pub with one of my buddies, and I I watched the whole thing. What a game. I know the ratings were down. I know uh, the interest was down, especially around here, for Louisville and Kentucky and Indiana fans. But everybody thought North Carolina was going to win. I think they were it went off as what was it, Dre, an eight and a half point favorite, mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, it was a, a significant, uh, you know, uh, the the best, most talented NBA ready team in the field, the North Carolina Tar Heels, and Jay Wright in his slick dressing, his suit, <laughs> and, and that team that just shoots an amazing percentage from the field. I mean, what a shooting team for that Villanova Wildcats team to win the national championship and to do it in such a fashion with a last-second shot. I mean, really couldn't couldn't ask for a better finish to the college basketball season, in my opinion. Marcus, what's your take on it?
5: Well, the reason I asked you if you saw it or not was because, uh, you know, the ratings for the two Final Four games were down 43% this year. And the ratings for the... National Championship game, we're down 30%. Wow. Now, why is is that? Because they put them on some second-tier cable network. You know, HBP, TV, whatever. You know why that happens? Because of pure greed. Money, money, money. The more money they can get, the happier they are. So a whole lot of people didn't watch that game. And so anybody who did watch that, yeah, anybody who was watching the tournament and thought North Carolina was going to win that title game was kidding themselves. Yeah. They must have missed watching Villanova yeah. the entire tournament. I
0: have Villanova.
5: Yeah. I, I never know. saw anybody play offense like that.
0: No, you're right. They were hitting just amazing. First off, they pass the ball really well, and they take really good shots. They're almost yeah. like a women's team. And that's yeah. not, I'm not taking that as a slight, Marcus. Please don't get offended. Yeah.
1: Well, you, you, you're just saying that they're fundamental. They're like fundamental. They, like they, they pass the ball. but It's he, not about flash.
0: Exactly. They, they, they pass the ball. They take good shots. But even when they have to take off-balance shots, yeah. they seem like they were just making them, making them all at an unprecedented can I, clip.
1: Can I ask a question real quick? Were, were those the ratings down? Was that compared to just last year or just of the years overall? Was that like the lowest that they've had? I mean, because I remember – When Butler went and they played uh, Duke, the ratings were down. When Butler went and they played UConn, the ratings were down. You know, it wasn't, you know, just because nobody, not saying nobody's a Butler fan, but Butler's not as big as a program as these other programs. So I think the ratings are going to be, you know, skewed to a certain extent. You know, when you have a program there that's not as highly, you know, you know, toted or whatever. You know what I mean? So I think having a school like Villanova, who a lot of people, a lot of people don't even know what Villanova is. Yeah. You know, if you don't watch college basketball, you don't, I mean, they, they, they don't have a football team that's Division One. They are, I think their football team is actually Division Three, maybe I think or Division Brian, two. I
0: think Brian Westbrook may have played for them. I'm going to check that actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. I feel like maybe those, you could say those ratings are just, you know, little, you know, miss, uh, you know, not, all the way true just because it was a Villanova versus North Carolina. And, yeah, of course, all the North Carolina fans are going to watch. All the Villanova fans are going to watch. But how many Villanova fans do you know? You know, and you got some people probably looking at it, like, I'm not going to watch that game. North, North Carolina, the casual basketball fans, they're like, I'm not going to watch that game because North Carolina is going to they're going to beat this no-name guys.
0: Yeah, Mar- Marcus, could you uh, explain that a little bit further? What do, what do you think the, the rationale or the, the, the reasoning behind the ratings being down so significant were? Obviously, Louisville's the number one college basketball market in the country, and mm-hmm. that means that Kentucky, uh, Indiana, and Louisville, if they're not in it, that affects the ratings. How much of a factor do you think that had, Marcus? If that wasn't one of the big factors, what was? Why are the ratings down so much? Is college basketball dying?
5: Well, I don't know about Diane, but the one way to guarantee, you know, Louisville is in a bubble. The rest of the country over the last 20 years has gradually cared less and less about college basketball, but Louisville gets more invested in it every year. So, when the, you're right. When there's nobody from around here that's in it, that hurts the overall rating. But your co-host is absolutely right. It's a, the reason why they did it, to write the story about the huge drop from last year to this year was to highlight how steep the climb is when you have, like he said, a team that is not recognized as a national power, Villanova, playing a national power. So a lot of people assume that North Carolina is going to just win it. And then your other factor is moving it from broadcast television to cable, and I don't know if you guys know this, but typically, in a given year, the one out of the one hundred top-rated programs in a given television year, ninety-five of them are on broadcast TV, five of them are on cable.
0: Okay, so so this is a uh, this is a deliberate action. There's a course of action in place for the. Uh, uh, national market to not care about college basketball as much anymore. I mean, yeah. I could have told you that during the regular season when we saw ESPN trying to hype up Ben Simmons, who's on an absolutely horrible LSU team. Did they even make the NIT, right. Marcus? Did they make no, the NIT?
1: They were going to go to NCAA, but they, but they said that they didn't want to play. No, they because were good, they were going go to go the NIT. Oh, it was in, it was
0: NIT. Yeah, they didn't turn down an NCAA berth.
1: No, no, actually, I, I think they did no. because of the Ben Simmons. But they situation. turned down the NIT. And it was NIT, okay. Why well, don't they turn something yeah. down? Because uh, he's right. Ben it's Simmons. all
5: because of Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they knew if Simmons wasn't going to play, it, if he was going to drop out as soon as the season was over, what's the point of going to the NIT? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, regardless, the the approach ESPN took. Now we saw some hype around Buddy Heald. Mm -hmm. He got built up pretty good, and I was hoping for the sake of college basketball, Oklahoma would come through. And and he had great games. He's a great scorer, but occasionally he was shut down. He's no Steph Curry. No. So uh, uh, that didn't work. Uh, Now, Denzel Washington actually won the AP College Player of the Year, so they tried to get Tom Izzo in Michigan State. Uh, A lot of hype for him, but that didn't pan out either. And this is a result of, of, despite a great national championship game, everything else failed
1: um yeah i mean i i remember uh my cousin a couple of years ago told me he said i don't know why i don't know why people bank on college kids like that to understand like these they're they're college kids they're not professional like you can't you can't guarantee anything with them and so just just like with any type of situation you could have like a ben simmons come into your program you just can't automatically assume that a guy that's going to average 17 10 and 5 is going to generate wins you know LSU's coach was horrible. I, I watched some games, and he would just manage those guys bad. Like, they actually had good talent. You had Simmons. You had uh, uh, Blakely. You had uh, – I can't remember the other guy's name. I think it was like number 55. He was actually really good. actually scored a lot for them. Yeah, they had I, a lot of talent. Yeah, they had a lot of talent, but the coach wasn't good at all. He would do a lot of dumb adjustments and situations. You're just looking at him like, why? Like, why would you take him out now? Like, why don't you – You know, run a certain play for this player. And he was just, he just wasn't that good of a coach. He was a bad coach with a good team. And a lot of times when you have that situation, the bad coaching overwhelms the talent of the team because he's not putting the young guys in a situation to win.
0: I know we're Louisville fans, Dre, but honestly, that, what you just described is 100% accurate, but that even gives more credence to the. Theory that Cal is actually a good coach.
1: No, because uh, well, he gets great he, talent,
0: but he actually puts them together and they they, they well, do he, pretty he, good. He, he I has mean, Johnny he has Jones great assistants. Great t- he, has,
1: he has great assistant coaches. <laughs> okay, he I, he actually tweeted out the other day because uh, I think it was about Ulyss, and he was like, "Oh, now now I have to actually coach again."
0: Yeah, I know, but yeah. but but. but Year in year out, Cal has similar talent to what this LSU team had under Johnny Jones. Yeah, but he puts it together and somehow he makes it I work. Mean, there's I mean, so many egos and there's one ball. I mean, the that's LSU difficult. team,
1: but they only had like they had like 20 plus wins. I think they had like 20 and 10 or something like that. I mean, they they not like they lost a lot, a lot of games. They lost more than what they should have. They're ni-
0: 19 and 14. You're 19 right. and 14. Okay. And technically, I mean, Johnny Jones is the all-time winningest. Or he has the best winning percentage in the history of LSU, which is very interesting to me. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, they went to a f- they go to a Final Four and they had Glenn Davis and Tyrus Thomas. Or was yeah, that but just that, early eight.
0: that wasn't under him.
1: That wasn't under him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- th- you're right. Glenn Davis and Tyrus Thomas are both still in the league. Yeah, so no, they Tyrus
1: play- Thomas, he hasn't been in the league in years. Is he really? Yeah, he hasn't are been in sure? the league yet. And Glenn Davis hasn't been in the league, I think, since last uh, Is that right? Last big big baby. Isn't he
0: still big baby somewhere?
1: I don't know. He's probably somewhere at home chilling. Uh, but I <laughs> you know Tyrus you Thomas. You don't like him. No, I like, I like Glenn Davis. I'm actually – I remember – You're uh, right. He's not in the league right Yeah, now. I remember when they played for, he played for Boston, him and Nate Robinson. It was a year when – They won the KG, title. No, no, not that year. Oh, okay. It was the year when uh, Kevin Garnett, he was hurt, so I think it was the year after that. And so Big Baby was starting. Him and Nate Robinson were oh, like – Oh, okay. Like they were like just killing. And it was like two, two guys who you wouldn't think would be in the playoffs. Then they would just kill – but it sells. I think Big Baby hit a game winner against Orlando. One of those games. I don't know. It was just that made me a fan of the guy. He's real animated. I like him. I like yeah, him. Yeah, I like I like Big Baby. You yeah. know, what?
0: Marcus. We appreciate your call. Before we let you go, anything else you want to get in? Well, you've been watching any Major League Baseball? I'm a Reds fan. I your Reds are doing well for once. Yeah, four <laughs> and one. I know every. It's it's difficult to get too caught up in that type of a this early in the season but Alfredo Simon had a solid outing. Jay Bruce is hitting the ball well supposedly he made some off off-season, offseason tweaks. Uh, Zach Cozart's back and healthy and he's doing good. Um, so maybe the, the, the you know maybe the Reds will keep it up Wait, what's your take on Major League Baseball five games into the season?
5: Well I think the Reds have won four so they got about 50 wins to go uh, <laughs> I think, you know they played Philadelphia they got about 110 more losses to come. Yeah, so
0: you're right. Three of those uh, four wins you know, are against the worst team in baseball, probably.
5: Right, yeah. It, it, it's easy to win. I think, uh, I think my Red Sox might be in a little bit of trouble because even when they're winning, they're giving up four, five, six, seven runs a game. So
0: No, no question about it. Thank you very much, Marcus. We appreciate you, you getting in on the action this morning. Very uh, good take on the college basketball uh, national championship and the tournament ratings being down. Have a great rest of your weekend, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you. Good stuff there from our man Marcus. I like the, uh, the uh, perspective that he's pointing out that we yeah. do. We live in a bubble. We're in Louisville, right? Mm-hmm. This is college basketball country. Yeah, um, that's true. If you get in Florida or Texas or really any other state it's outside of it's more football. People don't really care about college basketball as much yeah. outside of the city of Louisville, and, and that may even be an understatement. I may be downplaying it. Because my but I got a buddy who lit, grew up here. He lives in Florida, and when I talk to him about sports, because we're sports friends, say, well, that's what we talk about. Yeah. He says, "Hey man, uh, nobody cares about college basketball. Why are you yakking about a sport nobody cares yeah, about?" Yeah, actually, I
1: actually know a guy. He lives in Louisiana. Yeah. And uh, you know we'll be talking about you know we'll talk about the NBA or whatever. We talk about the draft, and i like, "Hey man, you know who who, who, who thinks can go first in the draft?" And he'll be like. Who cares? Yeah, he was like I don't I, I don't know because I don't know who those dudes are. I don't yeah. I don't watch college basketball. He was I don't watch, you know. And he's I, a sports fan. Yeah, right? he's a sports fan. Like he he'll, 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 he'll like he like I watch NBA. He was like, like they are not in NBA. I don't care. And that's you know fair. What I mean, I and, like yeah, the but NBA. it's a it's a lot of people like that though.
0: It really is. Oxford you know? Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the Buzzline. We got a caller on the line with us. David, how you doing this morning, David? Uh, yes, thanks for taking my
6: call this morning. Uh, I just wanted to mention about the uh, championship game Monday night. What I liked, you know, for this year especially, was that having more than just Jim Nance on there, that I could find, like, the Villanova uh-huh. announcer on the final game, or I could hear the North Carolina announcer. And listening, and listening, I noticed that... Uh, that I listening to the Villanova channel, I really enjoyed that the best. Sure, yeah. you know, on the on the cable, uh, uh,
0: choices that were out there. Yeah, no, that that was a unique thing uh, that they brought to the table this year. I think that's good. David, did you? Li- is that how you watch the game? You got to hear the Villanova commentary because what I did, I, I just went to a local. I couldn't even hear the volume to be honest. I was in a, a pub down the street from yeah. my house. Well, I was, you know, just my own place,
6: so I just, you know, listened to what was out there, and it's like, Jim Nance is fine, but I see him as a golf announcer, really, I mean, Jim Nance, he's alright, but he's just not my style for, you know, these things, but hearing other announcers for the weekend and that, uh, of the Final Four, uh, the Villanova announcer was one that I, I really enjoyed
0: what I heard. Certainly, that is a unique uh, spin on things, David. I assume you're a college basketball fan. Um, yes, I am. Yes. W- w- were you satisfied with this year's tournament? Well, I, it,
6: it was it was it was enjoyable. Although, like I said, the Louisville thing was definitely the downer. But I could overcome that by just you know putting my interest in other teams and see you know how it would you know view. Without a certain, but just enjoy the basketball and not get all, you know what I'm saying, all wrapped up in Louisville, Louisville, Louisville or UK, UK, UK. So it was just good to just sort of let the tournament just sort of see where it was going to go.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I couldn't personally watch until like Sweet 16. Uh, I had to get that bad taste out of my mouth that Louisville wasn't going to be in it. So, uh, But once I got past that, I started to look at the field, who was left. And I had my money on three teams uh, Villanova, Virginia, and North Carolina. I felt like Villanova was going to win their side, and then I thought it was going to come down to North Carolina and Virginia on the other side, but Virginia didn't make it that far. I forget who. Virginia lost to Syracuse. They yeah, did, yeah. yeah, Syracuse, Virginia yeah. And, and I
6: heard and the and Syracuse uh, stream on the uh, Final Four, and what was interesting was it was Donovan McNabb. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who the Syracuse announcers were, but hearing three you know guys on that broadcast, it was really neat to hear that mm-hmm. on the Syracuse uh, stream.
1: Did, did Mcnabb? Did he play basketball? For he was a walk
0: on with the basketball team for two years, and obviously yeah. he was the quarterback. Yeah. at Syracuse. Yeah, uh-huh.
6: yeah, yeah. I thought that was yeah, that was that was an attraction there. I said I'm gonna listen to this Donovan McNabb. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> certainly. <laughs> that was enjoyable. I enjoyed that. We we appreciate with your the co- Syracuse team streams. We appreciate your call, year. David.
0: Thank you so much for getting in on the action this morning. Have a great rest of your weekend. Sure. Thank, thanks so much. Yeah, You, you do the same. Yeah. Thank, um, thanks a lot. Good stuff there. Great call from our man David getting in on the action this morning. I like that. I like that he was enthusiastic by yeah. hearing Donovan McNabb, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's different. I mean, that of course, that's going to attract people to want to listen to it because it's like, hey, listen to Donovan McNabb. I like Donovan McNabb. You know, are you like this guy or that guy?
0: Hasn't like, he gotten a couple DUIs lately or something?
1: I have no idea. I, I, ha- I have no idea what he's been doing since the Campbells and quitting football. Like, no, he was. He that's that's, that's all I ever knew him from is do Campbells and football.
0: He's a good personality, though. I think he was may have been employed by the uh, NFL Network for a short period. I think something. he was
1: on Fox. That's okay, what I think he was. I think, yeah, I think he I was think on Fox. I right. yep. he was on Fox.
0: But um, he's a good personality there. It's difficult to get former players that actually seem like they have – uh, the personality. The personality, the staying power. Yeah. Um, obviously Shaq and Barkley are good at it. Yeah,
1: Shaq, Barkley, Kenny Smith. Uh uh Deion Sanders is good. Deion Sanders uh, is really good at it. I actually. like Warren Sapp. Not too big on Marshall Falk. Okay. Uh but I mean I guess he's fine. What for about
0: that. like uh, uh Sterling? Not I'm sorry, not Sterling. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp.
1: Shannon Sharp is good. Uh you got Boomer Sison. Um, you got I like Bill Cower. Uh
0: Chris you, Collinsworth's a former player.
1: So I'm had, not uh, I'm not a fan of Chris Collinsworth's okay. commentary. Okay. I don't I don't know. It's just I don't know. I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a big fan of his commentary. I'm not a fan of definitely not a fan of Troy Aikman's commentary. I it's so boring. I don't know. I just like whenever a game like and he's always covering the Cowboys game on Fox. It's always guaranteed. The Cowboys are playing this on Fox. Yeah. Troy Aikman's in the booth. Um,
0: Troy Aikman and uh maybe Tom Brennaman or Joe yeah, Buck.
1: Joe Buck. Yeah. I like I like Joe Buck. Uh It's a couple it's, it's it's a couple commentary, you know, commentary people. I like I don't like Reggie Miller when he's covering the game. Uh, he just What about know.
0: Grant Hill? I've seen Grant Hill out there. Grant Hill's lately. not
1: bad. Grant Grant Hill's pretty good. Jay Williams? Jay Williams, he's not bad either. Um It's a couple guy. I don't What's the guy that used to coach at Virginia, I think. Seth
0: uh, Greenberg. Virginia yeah. Virginia Tech actually. yeah Virginia Tech yeah I'm not a fan of he Seth actually Greenberg. recruited Montrez Harrell and then he he got he's fired retired, and, then and then Montrez came we, to we us. were like sure we'll take yeah, this kid <laughs> yeah
1: exactly it was a good pickup
0: <laughs> so i I'll always you may not like his commentary yeah. but I'll always well, I, appreciate I, I'm Seth not, Greenberg for g- getting, I'm, getting I'm fired a, and giving us Montrez that, Harrell that's
1: the thing I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of him because I feel like every time that there's something about Louisville that's negative he's always he always has something him and um Jay Billis. I feel like they they always have something either bad to say about Louisville or like if something like if like we're playing, they always just hone in on our negatives and just it's like it's like they talk about our negatives more than they talk about our positives. Like they don't like giving us the props for doing things unless we just except for the year we won, you know.
0: Well, it's di- yeah, you It's difficult to really hate too much on the national.
1: Champion, exactly. Champion. Exactly. But you could tell they didn't want us give us our props.
0: What do you think of uh, Jay Wright? Okay, Villanova is obviously a Catholic institution outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a big football program. We all know football generates the revenue. Okay. Yeah. Jay Wright is a slick dressing. He's a, a handsome guy. He, he's he's on top of the world right now.
1: He yeah, has right? a commercial.
0: He's got a commercial.
1: Yeah, the Duff commercial. Yeah, yeah, he
0: does. You're right. And that was before the title.
1: That was before the title.
0: He, he's he's on top of the world right now, right? Yeah. Um, Do you think he's going to leave is what my point is. Is If you <laughs> don't have a football program, I mean, yeah, I looked it up. Brian Westbrook played for Villanova, but they are not Division
1: I. No, they're they, a 2
0: um, I think they're 1A, 1AA or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, D2. Something yeah. like that. Um, but um, but my question is, can they keep some – Duke at least has a, a, a Division I –
1: Football, football program. Yeah, program, so they,
0: they get some of that revenue sharing through yeah. the ACC. Um, can Jay Wright stay at Villanova? Can they afford to pay him? I don't know about that. Um, if not, is I mean, who's a, who's a bigger commodity, Brad Stevens I mean, or J- Brad? If if Louisville lost Rick Pitino today, would you want Brad Stevens or Jay Wright?
1: Um,
0: because those have to be the two top choices, mm, right?
1: Possibly, uh. I mean, that's a tough question. I mean, what you gotta think? Brad Brad Stevens did he didn't win, but the fact that he went to the championship game back to back with a Butler? team yeah, with a team like Butler. I mean, you gotta give him credit for I don't that. even know if they have a football
0: team. They
1: they Let, might I'll look it up. Here. They they might have one. So they're similar. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean it, it's actually a lot of basketball schools that are division one in basketball but not division one in Football.
0: But not many that win titles and can keep coaches like that, right? And that's true. Villanova, but um, this is obviously their second title, so yeah, it's but been done before. See,
1: but Jay Wright's been there for so long; it's almost like, you know, he's probably getting. He could probably. He's probably been able to get whatever he wants because he has had. He's had. He has. Ha, he has been successful in the past, not winning a championship, but he's had great seasons with Villanova. You know, he's been to the Elite Eight or Final Four before. You know, what I mean, like they've been far. Um, They've been number one seeds or whatever, you know, they've won tournament titles, you know, they've done all these things before under him, you know, he's never, I don't think his job's ever been in danger. No, no, it, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so, his so job's ma- ever been in danger. He's always been like, he's a staple. Like it's like, I'm. that's the only coach I ever remember seeing at Villanova, at least from what I've seen on him was Jay Wright. Yeah, Raleigh you know.
0: Massimino obviously won the title back in 85. Mm-hmm. That was probably before you were born, right?
1: Yeah, was I was two.
0: I was born in '83. So, uh, yeah, you yeah know, that was before I was born. <laughs> admittedly, um, that was a while ago, but Raleigh Massimino obviously won a title, and that's a big deal. So, anybody who's listening, uh, here on 1450 and was a basketball fan at that time would be, uh, disappointed if we didn't at least acknowledge, yeah, they won a title in '85. But, um, very interesting to me. I, I'm not going to say if we lost Rick, which it's always possible that it could happen. Yeah. I don't know that we could get either of those guys, I, I to be honest. I
1: think the, uh, what's the assistant's name right now? Kenny Johnson. Yeah, I think, I, th- I think we might give him the shot. Maybe. Okay. I mean, if, if it was to happen, like, you just got because a big of the pay scandal, raise. Yeah, I think, I think we might, you know, make that transition him. I mean, because I don't, I just don't see anybody that we would, be able to bring in maybe if we could angle to try to get a Brad Stevens back to college basketball, but I mean, he's having success with the Celtics. Not like the Celtics are not in the playoffs, and so he's actually had he's been to the playoffs two years in a row, yeah, last year and this year, and it so he's a not great coach, leave. yeah, Hell,
0: they just beat the Warriors, yeah, yeah, in so Golden he's, he's State. not
1: he's not he's not gonna leave, not like he has a reason to leave,
0: no. But George Carl will happily attest to the fact that the more success you have in college, I'm sorry, in the NBA, I mean. Who, who, who stays and retires at the same team? Maybe Pop, uh, Red Arback, and Jerry Sloan.
1: Yeah. I Outside
0: mean, of that, speaking of Jerry Sloan, he came out and said he has Parkinson's this past year. Yeah, week. I've seen that. Very sad. I've seen that. Uh, but, okay, my point still stands, Dre. You don't retire at an NBA team, do you?
1: Mm, no, I mean, you can. I mean. doesn't I mean, I mean, if Phil Jackson wanted to, he could have retired after after his stint with the Bulls. True, then he went to the Lakers. So he
0: could bounce around from team to team. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, he could. I mean, if you go from team to team and win, I mean, why not?
0: So I guess there's some people who who do that. They make yeah. a career out of it. I but mean, how many
1: teams did Pat Riley coach?
0: He coached the uh, uh, he Knicks, a, the, Knicks. The, the the Heat, and the Lakers. Okay. I think that's it. I'll bring it up.
1: Okay. Well, the Heat was kind of like that. Was more like I'm coming down to save the day situation. Yeah. That. That was a little more different because he's still the president or general manager, whatever he is for them. Yeah, uh, he just came down to say, you know, let me handle the situation. I know how to handle this. I know how to win with these guys. Then he, uh, they, then they said he had a, uh, he had like a giant pool filled with uh, what? I want to say pieces of paper. Okay. <laughs> in the locker room or something like that, and I think like when it was time when, like, they won the championship, he uncovered it, and they, you know, went through. And I don't know. They did something. I don't know. I just don't remember the exact story. I just know during that whole championship run, there was a a pool of paper or something in the middle of the locker room, the Heat's locker room, and it was, like, Pat Riley's part of his whole – Yeah, his whole thing of getting them to, you know, believe in Keith. I don't know what it was. I just can't remember.
0: Whatever he did, he's won a title, NBA title, with both the Lakers and – the um, the, heat. the the heat yeah he won it let me see actually he, no I shouldn't say he won a title with the Lakers he won one two three four titles yeah it's the a, coach of the Lakers that was Showtime with,
1: uh, Magic right
0: Magic and Kareem yeah yeah Magic and Kareem James Worthy uh, Michael before, Cooper Michael Cooper good call
1: um, who else did they have
0: on the bench uh, uh, Kurt Rambis yeah, <laughs> I think he was Rambis. the last guy on the bench or something like that yeah, but he was yeah, on the Rambis. team um, that was before my time
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely before my time
0: uh sam perkins
1: i have no idea i know he played for the sonics when they played uh when they had gary payton and sean kemp i'll bring this up real quick i know i, I think know sam perkins have, played then
0: i don't know if he did play on those teams let me see i'll bring it up but um sam perkins i maybe. i know he played for the north carolina um he played for the lakers from 90 to 93 i was way off no he didn't <laughs> he didn't win any titles I don't know. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram Buzzline. That's obviously uh, beyond my, my memory, so yeah. I, I haven't specifically studied it. But 502 is the Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram Buzzline. Get in on the action this morning. Uh, uh, interesting topics going forward. We're talking a little bit of NBA, a little bit of college basketball. Jay Wright is on top of the world. We both agree to it. He and Brad Stevens have to be considered the most uh, uh, sought after commodities in the world of college basketball.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely like this year. I think last year, if it was if it was last year, you could have threw a Shaka Smart in there.
0: True, Shaka um, Smart did pretty well with Texas. Yeah, right. Um,
1: yeah, they, they, they had a pretty decent his first year there. wasn't too bad. Uh, what's the guy's name at Wichita State? Okay, yeah. Um, he, he. I think. I mean, they kind of fell off this year. They weren't as I guess good as they were the past couple of years, but I mean, who knew what Wichita State was? You know, yeah, Greg Marshall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knew? I didn't even know where they. I didn't even know where Wichita State was located at until last year. Yeah, it's in Wyoming. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that at all.
0: But you're right. No, is it in Wyoming or is it in I Kansas? Think, you know, I think it's in Wichita, Kansas. Let's. I'll bring it I, up here.
1: It might be Kansas. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, Yeah, yeah. Is it in Wyoming? In Wichita, Kansas. It's in Wichita. Kansas. Yep. See, look, I still didn't know where it was. Yeah, but, so it's just, <laughs> it's Kansas just Kansas has that, to
0: be another one of those markets. In all seriousness, uh, that is Kansas. Pure,
1: I mean, what they have? They have the Chiefs. They got you know they got baseball. Okay, so they've you, got other sports. Yeah, they, so have, so it's they, have, different. they have other sports. You know, then you got you know, they kind of you know that whole area with the Chiefs and the Rams and the Cardinals and the Royals. You know, they got they got a lot of stuff going on up there. You know, besides. You know, I think they—they they have a soccer team too. I don't—if I'm not mistaken—have They have a soccer team maybe. Um, they got a lot of stuff, but yeah, it is—it is a college. I guess, I guess it is one of those college towns, and to a certain extent, you know. But
0: no, I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying in that really college basketball is all we got here.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's the, let's, the, let's be honest—the closest pro team we have is the Bengals. It probably goes Bengals. Um, how far is Memphis from here?
0: Um, let me see. Actually, the Bengals and the and the Reds are certainly the closest, and also yeah. the, the Pacers for NBA.
1: Yeah, but a couple hours. That's three hours, isn't it?
0: No, that's a couple hours.
1: Indianapolis.
0: I think Indianapolis is a couple hours from here. Yeah. That's like
1: three hours, right?
0: I'll bring it up here.
1: I know Cincinnati's two. I no, think
0: Cincinnati's about an hour and a half.
1: Yeah. Well, mm.
0: well, we're located in Indiana.
1: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a little.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, but. But let's see here. That's a good question. I'll bring it up here.
1: I know Nashville's three. So
0: Regardless, this what we have here is college basketball. We've got yeah. horse racing. We've got boxing. Uh, we have
1: college basketball.
0: We have college basketball. <laughs> yes. so, so Kansas, I mean, t- actually the number two college basketball market in the country is not in the state of Kansas. It's in Dayton, Ohio, which is very interesting, kind of random. Uh, but for some reason, that, that's where it's at. Yeah, We got got plenty more to get to here. Uh, Dre and I are going to talk a little bit about a a side project we're doing. We got a podcast we're working on, try to promote a little bit. We're going to head to a break. We got plenty to get to throughout the rest of the show. Be sure to stay tuned. Dre and I will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. I am Kelly alongside Dre coming at you as we do every Sunday talking all things in the world of sports. This morning in the last segment, we got to a little bit of college basketball talk, talking about how the ratings are down, how we do, in fact, um, live in a figurative bubble here in Louisville. We Mm -hmm. care about college basketball. If we're playing the hits, Dre, the owner of the station here, uh, Dugan Ryan, it's he, he doesn't control exactly what we talk about at all. But if we're having conversations about driving listeners, we everybody's in agreement that you want to play the hits. And what mm-hmm. that means is you want to talk about what people care about. Yeah, and, and what that means here is what do we need to talk about, Dre? Uh,
1: college lots basketball. Of, yeah, college basketball, things that are Louisville sports related. Uh, Southern Indiana related,
0: but but th- what does that mean? College basketball, maybe some college yeah. football gets yeah. yeah
1: some college football when football season's around, of course college football, but basketball season and when basketball season's over, college basketball. Okay. People 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 care about the college basketball recruits. I mean, like we've been talking about the transfers coming in, and college basketball season literally just ended, and we <laughs> haven't said anything about the louisville transfers they got it they just got a guy from juco offensive of linemen so hopefully that helps us out up front um but we didn't mention nothing about that we haven't talked about any of the you know recruits that are coming in going to be freshmen you know things like that uh just because college basketball r- runs the world over here you know that's what that's what everybody wants to talk about that's that's the money maker you know that's the one that's hey I'm going to follow, and I'm going to know. I mean, it's plenty of Louisville fans who don't care about football, but can't find a Louisville fan that doesn't care about basketball.
0: Looking at the the stats, what I'm trying to do right now is college football is such a different animal. So yeah. if we're going to get into that, we've really got to switch gears entirely, don't we?
1: Yeah, of course. Of I course. mean,
0: that's a, a, an entirely different animal. Obviously, what's going on in the world of college football, specific to our Louisville Cardinals, is that Bobby Petrino coached us before, Brought us mm-hmm. to heights we had really never been to. Yep. Then he left.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and and a lot of peop- A lot of people down. didn't like him. The program went down. We had Cragthorpe. Thorpe. Charlie Strong came back and really, really revamped di- r- completely revamped it.
1: Didn't he, he? He. I think what happened was Petrino got us to a high, and we were like, we've never been here before. We like, like this. We we, <laughs> we 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 like winning. Like this is celebrating on Fourth Street throwing oranges for the orange bowl like people like it was a parade it was amazing it brought life to the city helped the program grow like it it was a big it was a big thing for the program whole big thing for the city and so then you bring in a guy like crackthorpe who was you know you know what they say like it's like a gateway drug you know and like you know once like oh if you do this you're gonna try to Get that next high, so you do more or you okay. try something I'm new. trying
0: to follow. what, what yeah. you did, I feel
1: like I feel like with Crack he right. was trying to recreate that high. Okay, and like I'm gonna get us to the next level.
0: What happened with Crack How did that? He, why, why did that go so bad?
1: Well, he we got him from UAB. Right, he came from UAB, if I'm not mistaken.
0: No, I think that was actually McGee.
1: Are you sure? I feel like Crack came from.
0: I'll bring it up here. I, I think I he came like, from like. Tulsa or something. I'll bring it he up. Might, it
1: might have been Tulsa, but I know it was somewhere down south, and their logo was a dragon.
0: Yeah, yeah. He came from Tulsa. Okay, Tulsa.
1: Okay. 2003
0: to 2006, he was with Tulsa. Then he, 2007 to 2009, In 2000, he's he was with Louisville. With us, yeah. But, okay. Their logo's
1: a dragon, right? I'm not I'm not, I'm not sure. Not Let me bring it up here. I hope so. I don't want to be so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh, I feel like he came into a situation, He's of course, going from a – Louisville's not a major – You know, program, but after Petrino, it's like, all right, we expect to either get back to a BCS bowl game or be contending for one. And when Crackdorf got here, it was kind of like, no, everything went downhill. His offense, the offensive game plan didn't work with the players that were left behind when Petrino left.
0: Everybody was um, bad mouthing Patrino, though. If we remember exactly yeah, how that actually went, people were saying, "Thank God, but Pet- Patrino brought us to heights we would never been to before." Mm-hmm. But that guy was a jerk.
1: Uh, he still gets that. He still. No, gets, I know, I know. He I still. Know. It's a lot of people that don't like. I'm not his, saying
0: he's changed at yeah, all. Yeah, it's it's a lot of people.
1: It's a lot of people that don't like his character as far as how he talks to people, deals with people, stuff like that. They feel like he's not. He's not a genuinely good person. Like 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 Coach Strong, they say Coach Strong actually cares about you. You know, he's yeah. gonna treat you like family. Petrino's gonna look at you like you're a football player. You're yeah. not you're not you're not my family, which I see nothing wrong with that. But at the same time when you're a he treats you like you would a professional. Like, okay, you're here to play football, blah, 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 blah. Family atmosphere, that's cool, but I'm here to coach. You know, I'm not here to be your big brother, your dad, or your uncle. I'm here to be your coach. Or even
0: to be nice to you. Yeah, you can be nice to you. Like and I'm, and I'm, at I'm, times, there's been reports of especially, well, actually at Louisville and in western Kentucky, mm-hmm. the local people who, who know behind the scenes some pretty ugly stuff, Petrino, yeah,
1: supposedly. Yeah. I mean, and, and, but, that's, but the, this, that's just ugly things with all type of coaches. Um, no, I'm,
0: I'm not saying that I don't like it or anything yeah. like that. Because from a fan's perspective, what do we want?
1: I want wins.
0: We want wins, yeah, right? I want wins. It all costs. So
1: whatever works. If your if your technique is yelling at players and slapping them upside the head, if that produces wins, hey, I'm all for it. You know, that's your yeah. technique. That works. But some players don't. They don't learn like that. Look at Bobby like Knight. That. Bobby Knight. Yeah, he threw chairs and everything. Right? He's a winner.
0: Bill Belichick's not known as being the sweetest guy in the history no, of the world.
1: No, he's definitely not. But he's a winner. Yeah, exactly.
0: You know? So I, I think, especially in college football, mm-hmm. a lot of times that's evident. You hear reports of Butch Jones uh, with Tennessee mocking a player for, for standing up for his friend. He yeah. being charged with, um, charging a, another player with, with rape or sexual yeah, assault. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. There's all sorts of bullies yeah. as coaches in football.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think sometimes that, uh. The coaches forget that they're coaches and they get so, you know, like, 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 it's just like, it's just like being like an alpha male. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like if you're like a big brother and you have a little brother and something happens to him and you'll be like, man, shut up. You know what I mean? Like man up, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, oh, yeah. like you're, 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 you're a guy like, don't, like don't come to me whining or crying about nothing or, or why are you acting like that? You know, you like your alpha male football is instincts the, the ultimate take over. Is and you forget ultimate, your position. Ultimate
0: yeah. manly type sport or boxing or, or wrestling or something yeah. like that? But any of those ultra physical sports, yeah, uh, you got to be macho and you got to be the king yeah. of the hill. You got to be the guy who, who uh, you yeah. know, just tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, but that's that's dangerous sometimes, you know, because you could be too tough. You know, it has to be a, it has to be a certain
0: Richie Incognito level. was considered tough.
1: Yeah, but it's <laughs> a certain certain lines you just don't cross. Certain things you just don't do now. And sometimes you're like, all right, you know, he. That the the person who had his claims or whatever, he had a point, but in a little bit you're like, Hey man, you're you're in the NFL. Like, defend yourself. Like you're you're a grown man, you know.
0: But incognito was saying some real bad racial stuff. Yeah, he was yeah, saying he some was, stuff about this guy's yeah, sister. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, which
1: are which are lines you don't cross. Well you know if I mean? you if
0: you cross them, you just gotta be ready to deal with them, I guess. Right? Yeah. You're cut or lose your job yeah. or lose a bunch of
1: friends. I mean, we plays I think he got picked up by a Texans, didn't he? Uh, I think he I, plays I, for the Texans. I right think now. he may
0: play for the Bills. I mean, it's, I'll, it's I'll either look the up. Bills
1: or the Texans. It's some, it's some blue and white team. I'll,
0: I'll bring it up here.
1: But I think it might be actually be the Bills. though. you're right. Yeah,
0: I think Rex Ryan got him because he yeah. likes the bully atmosphere. Yeah, I
1: mean, and, and Rex, he's a he, but Rex is a player's coach, so Rex is a guy he'll be able to talk to a Richie Incognito. He'll be able to handle that personality, you know. But the thing about Rex, sometimes he could be too much of a player's coach, and the players' personalities could could get too comfortable, and, you know, sometimes they get a little reckless or they say things or whatever, but, I mean, it's just, I don't know. But to get back to Crackthorpe, he just didn't fit. I don't think he was ready. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was ready for, for, the, for, for the losing. I think he thought, okay, it's a good team. They're going to continue to win, and his first year, the biggest game of his career, his first year, we were number three, I think, and we played a Saturday night game against U.K., in Lexington, and we lost to Stevie Johnson. It was Stevie Johnson, Andre Woodson. Uh, I think he had another receiver named Burton. Uh, we just Brian Brom wasn't Brian Brom no more. Uh, it was just everything just went downhill. It was all types of bad, and I don't think he was ready for the the quick turnaround that we as the fans were expecting you know we were like hey we expect you to come in and produce and instead he didn't and i don't know i think a part of him was like it's okay if i don't win immediately but to us we were like no we just won 12 games we want to win 13 you know like we want to go undefeated oh yeah you You know what i mean like we want to go like we were a game away from a national championship game like do you understand like we were we were a field goal away Mm -hmm. we expect you to bring those same guys back and get us Three more points. That that
0: horrible penalty. I know again. Rutgers, Ray Rice, and and whoever that. uh, What was the white fullback?
1: Uh, I forget forget, his name. But that
0: Rutgers team really. When when that
1: when that game happened, it was a Thursday night. We was actually living in Missouri at the time, and I was what was I seventh eighth grade? I don't know, but I was watching the game, and when it happened, that was when they first implemented the ESPN access camera, where it goes over the arena. And so they can, like, turn the camera and zoom in from different angles. That was, like, the first season that they implemented that. And when he kicked the field goal, the camera didn't even look at the goalpost. It just zoomed in right on the kicker. And he was throwing his hands up like, it's good. And I felt my heart drop. I was like, I'm sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a dream, so I went, to, I laid down, you know. Hopefully when I wake up, it would be over. Yeah. But when I woke up, it was still, this, we, it was we, still we, we really lost. I couldn't <laughs> believe it because so I was like, we were literally a field goal away from a championship. Like yeah. we were. Nobody. I don't. I honestly think. And I. It was a. I guess it might have been a rumor, but I read a story online where they said, um, you know, because Petrino was like, he'll play anybody. Like he told, we'll we'll play anybody, and he was like, we they, we wanted to play USC, one of those years, and USC didn't want to play us on a neutral field. They said only way that they'll play is if we come to USC. Yeah. And Vitrino was like, okay. And then they were like, well, we don't want to play now. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it was might have been a rumor, might have been something I was just reading some of the little fake sports story. No, that's
0: what Louisville's theory or their, their approach has been: we'll play you on a Thursday night, yeah. We'll play you on this night, we'll play you on that. Night. Anything that comes up, we're, uh-huh. we we want to make a name for ourselves. We're yeah. willing to do what it takes. Yeah. College football is what we're talking right now. We're also talking some college basketball this morning. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450, two three eight four fourteen fifty. We're gonna head to the buzz line now. We actually got Tyler is on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Tyler?
3: I'm doing great, guys. How are you all doing today?
0: Doing great. We appreciate you calling in. What do you have for us this morning?
3: Um, before I get to my point, I was just going to say, um, referring back to, your, I'll say, Coach A, for an example. Who the hell wouldn't want to play for a guy like that? A guy who doesn't want to be your friend, that doesn't want to like you, doesn't really, you know, he just wants to scream and hate you, sign me right up. I know I would like to play for a guy like that.
0: Are you being sarcastic, Tyler?
3: Yeah, totally, Kelly. Well, well,
0: well, don't you want to win, though? That's the pathetic thing I've ever heard. Who the hell
3: hell wants to play for a guy that doesn't like you, that just wants to constantly hate you? Oh, don't talk to me. I'm not your family. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's 2015. As much as I hate to say it, 16, as much as I hate to say it, the kids these days are a bunch of pansy babies. They grew up wrong. The parenting was wrong. They're They're weak. So now, you know, you have to baby them. You have to be a player's coach. Look at Patino. Look at, you know, Cal. Look at, I mean, these guys are players, coaches. I know football, you're supposed to be a hard ass, but that is just stupid. That's just stupid. Okay. Anyways, to my real point, Cincinnati Reds, Kelly, 4-1. and We're moving. We should be 5-0. What do you think about our start, buddy?
0: Oh, I love it. I'm hoping it can keep up. I'm not too optimistic that it can. You know, beating the Pirates was impressive yesterday. We almost won the fourth game also, so you're right. Not far from being 5-0. and Um, I hope we get to play the Philadelphia Phillies a lot more is my my main takeaway thus far, Tyler.
3: Hey, I agree there, too. But, you know, we started out 4-0 last year, like we discussed uh, a few days back. But, you know, we got some young guys. Uh, We do have offense. I would say, you know, if we could get the bats moving all season and our pitching just hangs in there, we could be okay. not saying we're going to go to the playoffs or do anything special, but you never know. We can make it interesting in the end. But that was all I had for you. Uh, I want to play for a cool coach, not an asshole. You all have a great day.
0: Appreciate Had to dump him there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad I got to it. I don't think they can hear us right now, but I had to d- use the dump button. Thanks so much for the call, Tyler. <laughs> A couple <laughs> words you can say, but you can't get away with quite that. But we yeah. appreciate the call. What Tyler said there, Dre, and what do you think? With just a couple minutes left in the show is that in today's day and age, kids are raised in a certain way uh, where you can't be a tough
1: coach. He's he's right, but I mean, it's you can you can be a tough coach, but you have to be able to still be able to to like teach and like get through the kids like some some kids they don't need you to coddle them after you yell at them you can yell at them and then they'll go and they'll you know figure it out you know but there's some of them they need to be yelled at and you need to say hey man you know after practice this is why i yelled at you, you yeah know, come here let me talk to you yeah you know I mean, what i mean there's a
0: time and place for it but i mean results are what matters okay yeah, exactly if what his if his approach is truly outdated
1: yeah yeah and that's then he'll stop winning and that's and that's and that's and that's Petrino's whole thing. His whole thing, his whole thing isn't about being a player's coach. He's a he's a scheme. You know, he's gonna make a game plan. Like, okay, I'm gonna have to do this, I'm gonna have to do that. He doesn't necessarily care. I don't want to say care about your feelings, but like Petrino, if 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 he has to let Lamar touch the ball thirty times in order for us to win, he's gonna do it. He's not gonna think, well, my running back didn't get any touches this game. No, you're right. He's, he's not. He doesn't care. He's
0: adjusted. And yeah. one of his main things is it's not a specific scheme yeah. that he uses. He simply looks at his, his his offense and he says, what is the best way for this offense to excel? Exactly. And he ignores any, anything else, right?
1: Exactly. Because exactly. he used
0: to have Colby Smith, Lionel Gates, Michael Bush, yeah. all these running backs getting the ball. Yeah. But if that's not the recipe that t- it takes to win right now, he's going to throw everything else out the window mm-hmm. and – He's going to ride, you know, he's going to dance with the girl that brought him.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he calls it a he calls it stud ball. He says, you know, whenever it comes down to it, you need a big play or something, give it to your stud. Yeah. You know, so get it, I'm, I'm going to put the ball in my best player's hand. You know, so if that means it's if, not if, too scientific. If, if if they move Lamar from quarterback, which I think would be ridiculous, but we do have another quarterback coming in who's supposed to be great. Pass. So yeah, pass. So if they move lamar to receiver which actually say he's a better receiver than he is quarterback uh still run a reverse you know hitch play twick, you know anything to put the ball in his hands you know because he's just the ultimate football player there's nothing he cannot do on offense he could probably return punch i think they said
0: probably could we appreciate everybody tuning in be sure to join us next sunday from 9 to 11 we'll be back with more of the weekend sports buzz thank you.